0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Process Podcast. I'm Nick Veronica. I'm flying solo today. No Charlie. We're gonna persevere. We're gonna get you in, get you out, real quick. We got four things to talk about today. We got first where the Bills stand in the AFC. They are back to number one. We're gonna talk about Von Miller's injury. We're gonna talk about Josh Allen's injury, and we're gonna talk about Bills Jets this week. Bonus at the end. Uh, some thoughts on Gillette Stadium. I went to Bills Patriots last week in Foxborough. Uh, just a couple of thoughts on uh, on the setup there. So the Bills are back to number one in the AFC. They went out to Foxborough last Thursday night, beat the Patriots, sat at home on Sunday, saw the Dolphins lose and the Chiefs lose. That brings the Bills back up to the number one seed. So... First thing we're talking about today is is how the rest of the season looks. So you got five games remaining. Bills are in first place right now with a record of nine and three. Miami is one game back in the AFC at eight and four. And Kansas City is also nine and three with the Bills, but the Bills have the tiebreaker for the head-to-head. So let's talk about the division first. Right now, can you believe this division? Bills are nine and three, dolphins eight and four. Jets seven and five, Patriots six and six. You have two divisions in football where every team is five hundred or better. It's the AFC East and the NFC East. I'm still shocked every time I see this. But for all intents and purposes, the Bills control their own destiny. They actually, I'm sorry, I hate that phrase. Nobody controls their own destiny. That's why it's called destiny. You don't you control your Playoff seed. I don't know. The Bills are nine and three. If they win out, they lock up the number one seed in the AFC. If they all, all they have to do win their games, nobody can catch them. But big but, Miami is eight and four. And keep in mind, they already beat the Bills earlier this year. They have a game coming up against the Bills. Miami also controls their own destiny or their own. Playoff seating, whatever you want to call it. If the if Miami wins out right now, they're eight and four. They could get up to thirteen and four. If the Bills lose the Miami game, the best they can do is thirteen and four. And if they get there, Miami would have a sweep over the Bills. That would be it. Miami also controls not their fate, but what do they control? They control their their seating. So, Bills-Dolphins coming up. That's not this weekend. That's next weekend. That's a huge game on the schedule. For the Bills, it's pretty much win that game, and you're set. You win that game, and you're set. Bills have the Jets, Miami, at Chicago, at Cincinnati on Monday night, and then they finish at home against the Patriots. Jets, Dolphins, at Bears, at Bengals, home against Patriots. I'm, I'm looking at that thinking, you got four wins for sure. Cincinnati will be a good game. You know, talking about the Bills. Every game looks like a winnable game. They're in first place. They should be favored in every game. Going on the road at Cincinnati, Monday night. Still pick the Bills. So that's the AFC. AFC East. For the number one overall seed, You got a, you're tied right now with Kansas City. Kansas City has a pretty easy-looking schedule too. At Denver, at Houston, home against Seattle, home against Denver, at Vegas. So I'm thinking kind of, kind of like the Bills. There, you got four games that look like wins: Denver twice, Houston, and Vegas, and then home against Seattle. Seattle's having a good year, but I don't think that that's a going to trip up the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs in all those games. You think the Chiefs can go five and zero? Then the Bills have to go five and zero. All the Bills really need to do is match the Chiefs' record the rest of the way. Does that mean they have to win out? It might. It really might. Is it doable? Yeah. It would be amazing, in my opinion, anyone's opinion, to get the the number one seed, give Josh Allen's elbow an extra week to heal, to recover, getting that first-round bye. They can do it. they got to win their last five games. They clinch it if they win their last five games. They could maybe get there with four if the Chiefs happen to lose one of these games. But that's pretty much what you need to know. They got to beat Miami in two weeks. And they have to match the Chiefs' record. They hit those things, they're good. The Bills lose to Miami, then you're getting into some scoreboard watching. But hey, can the Bills win out? They've already won three in a row. If they win the last five, that'd be an eight-game winning streak. That'd be the longest under McDermott. That'd be the longest of the Josh Allen era. It'd be the Bills' longest win streak since nineteen ninety. The last time they won eight in a row, they won eleven in a row in the sixties, and that's it. The Bills win out. They win eight in a row. That would be tied for the third long, tied for the second longest winning streak in franchise history. I think they can do it. It's Jets, Dolphins, Bears. Bengals is a tough one, and then home against the Patriots. And who knows if they lock some stuff up? Maybe you just rest people against the Patriots. If the Bills win out, you know if they do finish with those eight wins, that gets them up to fourteen and three. That would be the most wins in franchise history. And I know there's an extra game in the schedule. The Bills went thirteen and three in 1990 and 1991. They've never won 14 games in the regular season before. Could be looking at a historic season. All right, now let's switch over to Von Miller. News came out this week. Von Miller is actually going to be out for the season. He initially thought he had a meniscus injury, thought he was going to sit out a few weeks and then be back. He was going to try to heal up, you know, have a surgery over in the offseason. But turned out they did an exploratory surgery to get in there, look around, when they were in there, they discovered there's more damage to the ACL than, than they thought. They did an ACL repair, Von Miller out for the rest of the season. Charlie, who can't be here today, but he mentions, he asks a question What does Von Miller's absence do for the Bills' Super Bowl chances? And it's a great question. He's, he's one of the best players at his position and even if somehow you can invent some stat that says Von Miller actually isn't that good as people think he is he still gets the respect like he's great he's still going to command a double team he's still going to put fear into opposing quarterbacks and other people can still feast on that so even if somehow some way you were to tell me Von Miller even you know maybe maybe playing through this injury isn't quite as good He's still Von freaking Miller. So yeah, it hurts not having him out there. It hurts not having him out there at 80%. Of course this hurts. But to answer Charlie's question, does it hurt their Super Bowl odds? In some ways, yeah, of course, the team just got worse. But I would say this team was 13 seconds away from making the Super Bowl last year without him. This year, they know they have adversity. They know they need to step up. I still, you're not getting me to not pick the Bills. As long as Josh Allen's in the lineup, I'm picking the Bills. I've said this on the podcast, how many times I'm sticking to my guns. It's a good question, Charlie. I'm still picking them. Another interesting angle of Von Miller being out for the the year with this ACL recovery. I think we're going to be in for the exact same drama we just had with Tredavious White all year next year with Von Miller, is he gonna practice in in uh, in training camp? Is he? Why is he not here? Is he gonna start the year on the PUP? Is he gonna start? When's his practice window open? All the same baloney that we just went through. Get ready, it's probably happening again. Both guys got injured on Thanksgiving. They had the surgery. They're gonna rehab hard. Von Miller's been on podcast today saying he still wants to have this long career in this league. He's going to hit it hard. He's going to show his team, uh, you know, how hard he can work. Don't feel sorry for me. He's saying all the right things. He's going to be back, but it's going to be it's going to be a Tredavious White type of situation. So you thought we were out of the woods on that one. We are just getting back into it all over again. So that's Von Miller. He led the team with eight sacks. Uh, Greg Rousseau was back from injury last week. AJ Epinesa was back from injury last week. Shaq Lawson got the start. Shaq Lawson played the second most snaps behind Epinesa. Or, I'm sorry, behind Rousseau. Epinesa's still working his way back. They got some pieces there. They can make that work. you know. If somebody else goes down, then you're starting to get real thin. Then it's a concern. But for right now, that's what I keep coming back to. They were 13 seconds away last year. They should have made it last year without him. They can do it again. Hopefully at home. All right. Switching gears to the other side of the ball, Josh Allen and his elbow in- injury. So today, this is uh, Wednesday. Josh Allen goes on the Pat McAfee show, talks about his elbow injury. He says a few interesting things. First one. He says, first most noteworthy thing. He says, this is going to be something I'm dealing with for the foreseeable future. His injury is not going away. This is, it's going to get a little bit better and he's going to get more used to it. And he's going to, he's probably used to wearing the brace by now, but he's going to learn his limitations and be better with them and slowly and slowly heal throughout the year, as long as it doesn't aggravate it even worse. But this is not going away. The Josh Allen we've seen the last four games, who doesn't have quite as much touch, doesn't have quite as, as fast of a fastball. That that's the Allen the Bills are getting, and they've been three and one. They've gone three and one since he had the injury. Since he got hurt, he's still giving them enough. And in fact, you know, you see plays like the Gabe Davis touchdown against the Patriots last week. He's giving them very good quarterback play. It's not elite quarterback play. They're sh- struggling mightily in the red zone right now, but it's good. Sometimes very good quarterback play. And right now, I think it's enough. They need to clean some things up. They need to cash in their opportunities. The defense needs to keep playing great. All those things are all true. Josh Allen is giving them enough. Would it be easier with the offensive line being all healthy and Josh Allen being healthy and Von Miller being healthy and having cornerbacks they could rely on? And yeah, of course, that's just not that's just not reality. Going to be banged up. it's a war of attrition for a reason. Another interesting thing Josh Allen said. Is doctors initially wanted to keep him out, you know, two weeks or longer? Where did you hear that before? This podcast we had, <laughs> we had banged up bills. Our our buddy Dr. Kyle Trimble on here saying he thinks Josh Allen should probably be out about three games. He should rest up, come back, and that uh, obviously did not happen. And Josh Allen said it on on this podcast today. That was what the doctors wanted. Josh Allen said, mm, I'm going to tell you my timetable. He said, I'm going to rest and practice this this very first week. I'm going to get a PRP injection, which is also something we talked about in this podcast with Dr. Kyle. And uh, I'm going to throw on Saturday, the day before the game, and see if I can make it out there. And it turns out that's what happened. So if you, if you recall, PRP injection, that's platelet-rich plasma. They withdraw some of your own blood. They put it in a centrifuge. They spin it really fast. The platelets uh, group together. Then they take out the platelet-rich stuff. They inject it back into you. And it's like using a supercharged version of your body's own natural healing. This is not a steroid. This is not any banned substance. This is not illegal. Uh, this, This is using your own body's... The best parts of your own body's natural resources to help you. So are, are there rules about it in in other sports? One other thing you may have heard is the concept of blood doping. PRP injections are not even blood doping. That's when you take out some of your own blood. You wait for your body to produce more and then you inject the original blood back into you. This is not even that. This is totally normal, natural. And I think it's going to keep growing in the future, even for regular average folks like you and me having an injury, PRP injections. You're going to hear more and more about them as the process gets even more mainstream and even easier and better, uh, easier for doctors to do as they get more practice and it gets more widespread. So it's great that he got it. It seems to be helping. And as we said, he's still giving you enough out there on the field. So if you want to read some more about, about how Josh Allen has performed before and after this injury, um, I have a Twitter thread out there that's getting a little bit of love. Thank you guys for commenting on that, including Dr. Kyle. Thank you. Uh, and, and the genesis of it was looking at how Allen has performed before and after the injury and trying to put some – I was looking really to put some numbers to to what we perceive watching him, which is that he's – just doesn't quite have the exact same oomph on some of his throws as we're used to seeing. And surprisingly, interestingly, uh, the numbers – uh, I shouldn't wear it that way. the The basic numbers that are public wouldn't indicate something is wrong is maybe a better way to say it. Josh Allen's attempts per game, just the number of passes they have him throwing, before and after eight games before four games after the same his completions per game the same he is down in yards yards per game he went from 300 to 250 that's a 50 yards per game drop off and you're saying hey where did that come from uh hmm, maybe his elbows hurting him he's not throwing it as far that's a pretty you know it seems like it fits but that's actually not true i looked it up his intended air yards is an advanced passing stat. So that is that is how far in the air he threw the ball down the field. His intended air yards are the same. His completed air yards are the same before and after. The areas where the differences show up, again, in, in the basic stats that, that average people kind of know about, is in two areas yards after catch, and drops. In the first eight games of the year, Josh Allen's receivers averaged 5.3 yards after the catch. So that's whoever whoever they catch the ball. On average, they got 5.3 yards downfield before they got tackled. In the last four games, that is down to 3.4. That's a loss of almost two yards per reception. And you multiply that out by the... 20-some completions he has per game, that that gets you about to 50 yards there. Another thing that's interesting is drops. And yeah, it does feel like Diggs and Gabe, Gabe Davis and some other players have had some drops recently. The first eight games of the year, one out of every 21 Josh Allen pass attempts was credited as a drop. In the past four games, it's one out of 11 one out of 11 passes is being credited as a drop. Is there? Is that the greatest stat in the world? No. Is there some subjectivity? Yeah. But those are balls that are on the receiver. He's got to catch those. Yards per catch, assigning blame. That one is a little bit iffier. It sounds like it's on the pass catchers not making people miss, but not necessarily if if we if you are in agreement with me that allen has not had as much of his usual heat in his touch on on the ball maybe that's affecting his placement you know they talk all the time about there's accuracy and then there's accuracy within accuracy so yeah you can throw the ball to a guy who's 25 yards away from you but did you make him slow down and turn a bit and catch it on his hip or did you lead it out in front of him where he can catch it with his hands without breaking stride, and then keep running forward or have more time to react to the defenders or just get ahead of steam before he has to make a move. Those I could see, again, I haven't gone on the film and watched every single throw. I could see that being an area that affects yards after catch could also say, well, gee, it's a small sample size. Maybe there's something else just in terms of who caught the ball. And, yeah, it's possible. Maybe he's throwing more or less to certain guys who happen to be shiftier. Maybe some of those guys are a little bit banged up and they're not making people miss quite as much as they were. Could even say maybe, maybe he's throwing different routes now. Maybe he doesn't have the fastball... 35 40 yards down the seam maybe he's throwing more to the sideline where he's hitting guys and they're going right out or maybe they're kind of comebacker routes coming back to him maybe instead of he, if he had a, somebody deep you know maybe normally they should have caught it on the run and now he's kind of making them slow up I don't know all I'm saying is it's very interesting to me that some of some of the first n- numbers you might think would be affected were exactly the same i'm talking fractions of a yard different before his injury and after so if charlie were on here he'd probably be saying blah 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 ken dorsey <laughs> charlie uh this one to me i gotta give ken dorsey a little bit of credit here for whatever limitations josh allen has ken dorsey is is working around them and getting similar results. So are they running the ball more? Yeah. Are they still struggling in the red zone? Yeah. Has there been some fumbling issues? Yeah. Still putting up this level with an injured elbow? That's impressive to me. All right, last thing here. Bills-Jets this weekend. Bills are 10-point favorites. Not worried about that. Jets have Mike White starting. And you got to think, wait a minute, the Bills lost to the Jets last time. Mike White wasn't their quarterback. Zach Wilson was in. And it's just crazy how fast this league changes. A month ago, Zach Wilson had one of the biggest wins of his career, beat the Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills. Now he's out of a job. He's a second string. He's backing up. He's holding the clipboard this week. Mike White is coming in. You know what I'm looking forward to? I think last year, remember when the Bills played the Jaguars last year and uh, Josh Allen, the defensive end, kind of owned Josh Allen, the quarterback, and he had a sack and interception and in, in all that? So that week it was Allen intercepts Allen. And then the next week, Tredavious White intercepts Mike White. You know, White on White after Allen on Allen. I'm looking for Tredavious White to have another pick this week on Mike White. I like that. Bills minus 10. I've taken the points. Bills 31. Jets 17. All right. That's going to do it for this episode here. I got uh, one, one bonus comment for you here is my thoughts on Gillette. So I went out the, to the Boston area last week, went to the game. Uh, quickly here, I'll say, nice stadium. I liked it. It was done up nice. It was clean. Everything looked well taken care of. The sight lines weren't too bad. Then you got to talk about the people in the stadium. The atmosphere was dead. This was a nationally televised game. The atmosphere was quiet. There was no tailgate, tele- like not even like like nobody tailgates like the Bills. well like, yeah, that that's no kidding. There there was no tailgating at all. That was weird inside the stadium. Quiet, and it, the. The start of the game was not, you know, it ended up being sort of a blowout. The start of the game, Patriots were looking good. And it was still not, it was not loud. You do like a little teeny, teeny, tiny bit hope that the Bill Stadium, you know that they're going to jack up ticket prices. People say in Boston, they, they say it's a little yuppie down there because the prices are so high that quote-unquote real fans got priced out, and now it's only the people who can afford to go. Well, it hurts the atmosphere. I do have to say, it was kind of funny watching the entire stadium boo the Patriots. The Patriots fans booed their own team in a game against the Bills. Growing up, seeing Tom Brady do his thing to the Bills every week, and then going there and seeing that, did have to take a little bit of enjoyment from that. And then, man, they, is Mac Jones, like, is this it for Mac Jones? He He's not a threat to move the ball. I, I truly don't understand, and maybe I'm just spoiled from watching Josh Allen, but Mac Jones just looks like he throws the ball softly every single time. Every time. I don't know if you, if you feel like on TV that comes across to you. But even in stadium, like you just, you're just like why, why is he not throwing the ball harder? I don't understand. I secretly want Jimmy Garoppolo to come back to the Patriots, like that reunion. And Mac Jones is just not it. The fans were over him. If you guys remember the play, I want to say it was either late third quarter or fourth quarter. Uh, pass rush kind of got to to Mac Jones and he just keeps evading and just running backward farther and farther and rolling again the other way farther behind the line of scrimmage. It was like comedy. It was comedic in the stadium. They were like laughing. Like, what are we watching? This is not football. I don't know. Put Bailey Zappi back in. I I don't know. Yeah, there's still a 500 team. Mac was hurt, and they did okay with Bailey Zappi. Maybe it's time to give Bailey Zappi a longer look. All right, before we wrap up, before we say thank you to our sponsor, uh, we got to talk about Tage Thompson. Are you kidding me? Tage Thompson scored five goals last night for the Buffalo Sabres. He had four in the first period. His five goals tied a Sabres franchise record for a single game with Dave Andrew Chuck. This guy's a star. This guy's an NHL star. I went to a Sabres game last week against Tampa Bay. And I, and I tweeted. Every, you know, the every game fans know, they know about Tage Thompson, right? But there's many more fans who are still kind of on the fringe, checked out a little bit from, from the drought years. And, and, you know, there's reason to be skeptical because they've seen some flesh in the pans before. I'm here to tell you do not be afraid. Paige Thompson is legit, legitimately top tier talented. Where did this come from? I don't know. I don't know. Paige Thompson did not have a good start to his career. Some people were even surprised the Sabres protected him in the expansion draft. This guy is legit. Legit, legit star. Hoping he stays healthy. Five goals. Amazing. All right. Thank you to our sponsor, Ethos Performance Rehab. If you want to feel better, play better, perform better, feel better the next morning, you need to call Ethos Performance Rehab. It's getting cold out. You don't want to go for a run. It's icy. It's cold. You don't want to get out of bed, but you you still got to work out. All right. Don't let... My knee's a little sore. My back's a little sore. That stuff happens. That's fine. Go talk to Ethos Performance Rehab. They'll work through some of the issues with you. They'll work through whatever's causing the problem. Is it pelvic tilt is hurting your back? Is it, uh, gee, I don't know, somebody like me who sits at work all day and now you have really tight hip flexors and that kind of causes some other problems down the kinetic chain. I don't know, but they do. Call them up, Dr. Matt. Dr. Zach, tell them the process sent you. P.S. I'm on the lookout this holiday season for the best dairy-free eggnog. I know what you're thinking. Who the hell wants dairy-free eggnog? And it's me, person who has trouble with dairy and loves Christmas. If you got a good recommendation, I'm looking for one. Uh, I'm striking out so far, but hit me up on Twitter at Nick Veronica. Send me, send me a tweet. Send me a DM. Say, this is where you need to go. And do not give me lactate eggnog. Okay. That's real eggnog with lactate enzymes already edited. That does not help me. I could just take a lactate pill and that would be fine. I'm looking for dairy free eggnog. All right. I know this is niche. This is why I'm jamming it in at the very end. If you got a recommendation, hit me up on Twitter at NickVaranca. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. Trust the process.